SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Cases. I work hard to get you the maximum settlement as quickly as possible. If you've been injured in an accident, ask attorney Adam Kuttner, 702-382-0000. That's 382-0000. If you haven't changed your watering clock yet, you can get hit with big vines and big hockey players. Only water one day a week. Visit changeyourclock.com. Just a friendly reminder, Ryan Reevestaff. SNWA is a not-for-profit water agency. Ready to rock and roll with you, Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHB in Las Vegas. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. All right, we made it. We made it through the football season. We're going to do a quick recap. Great out the props. We're out at Sunset Station today. Chuck Esposito's here with us. We're ready to rock and roll. Stevie Slapshot is back in studio. I think there might be a Bruce Marshall sighting, too. So uh, we'll look forward to this next hour. Glad to be out at Sunset Station. Stevie? Kick back, relax. You got questions for Chuck. Fire away. But uh, I think it's time. You and I talked in the first hour. Let's see what happened on the other side of the counter. What say you? Yeah, no, I'm interested in what uh, what Chuck has to say. I'll probably have a question or two, but let's go to the expert, buddy. Well, I'm about to, but I, I thought maybe there'd be a certain sound effect that might be. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, I, see, I, my mind was all in football. Times. My, pretty, my, my pretty mind was all year. in football. It's the day after the Super Bowl. This should be a holiday. There it is. All I can tell you yesterday at noon, there was not the pregame show on in my office. There was a hockey game from Dallas on in my office. So I was watching hockey and the golf. Uh, leading up, yeah, I, I, yeah, I had watched, I'd watched it all morning. I'm like, I, I need a distraction a little bit. I wasn't in there much, but if I ran back and forth, um, I was watching a little bit of the Hawks. So it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. How, obviously, it was different. It's, I'm, I'm tr- honestly, Chuck, I'm trying to figure. I, I would best guess, maybe the first game I've watched in my abode in 30 years. You know, this is the world we're living in. Right. For below these many years, we do big Super Bowl bashes here. Um, so hopefully next year we're back on the beam with all this. But what was the day like in the book? How how drastically different was the day itself? Well, I mean, first it's the Super Bowl. So there was clearly still that, um, you know, buzz and excitement in the air. I mean, you could definitely tell it was a little bit different, of course, with uh, um, all the, you know, the COVID and social distancing protocols in place and, you know, no real standing and limited seating. And as you're right, we didn't have the, the big events like we normally do. But the lines but it, at the window, they're cashing tickets yeah, today. It, it was still special, though. I mean, it's still the, you know, yeah. the biggest game of the year. And, and you had the matchup I think everybody wanted to see. And, you know, overall, you, I'd say from an atmosphere and, and just kind of the hype and buzz, you could still clearly tell that it was a Super Bowl Sunday. So in terms of 
the final report card, the you had a smile on your face uh, that the game stayed under. Well, yeah, it was it was a winning day, um, you know, and overall uh, the the props and, and parlay card uh, shook out really really well. Um, was impressed with the way Tampa dominated. I think it surprised me and a lot of people the way their defense played. I know Brady was was MVP, but you could clearly make a case for that defense as a group could have been MVP, the way that they played. Um, but keeping the score under was really the key. I mean, you saw a lot of uh, KC um, point spread action and a lot of Tampa money line play, guys. And it seemed like every ticket that we were seeing come across was Tampa on the money line to the over or KC to the over. So really keeping it under was a, was a huge difference maker um, in the game yesterday, not only for us, I would think, industry-wide. It's crazy how that game unfolded and how odd games can be. And then with the props I mentioned in the first hour, like what, there's a, a play and like every I was on the edge of my seat. Jones to score a touchdown was plus money. Will the Bucks convert a fourth down uh, was another prop. And those things are all on the line on that one play. And the, uh, the Chiefs stopped them. You think about it, 31-9's the final. I mean, if they punched that in, who knows what this could have been. But one of the key moments of the game, honestly, I I get it. But once it once it got the third and two, I wanted no part of it. I would Reed made a big mistake. Agreed. The the timeout at halftime. I, I'm not saying arrogance. I understand you want to get the ball back for your guy. And the premise was sound on the first two downs. But once it became third and two. If you'd have let the clock run down there, you could have still had time for a field goal maybe, but you likely would have held them to at worst a field goal. I thought that was a – I mean, and then the momentum going into the room. It was almost like game over right there. You know, it's funny, though, but they they talked about it on the air. We talked about it internally. Tampa took that shot the week before against Green Bay to Scotty Miller and scored that touchdown. And why not take that shot? Because if they don't use their timeouts, you don't get a chance anyway. So you kind of were playing with, you know, house money at that point. You get the pass interference play, then you get another penalty, and the next thing you know, they punch it in the end zone. So there was a lot of props that were you know good yesterday. Uh, the ones that really were good for the for the players and the guests were um, you know the first touchdown being Gronk. Would Gronk score a touchdown? Both were huge. Um, uh, would there be a three straight scores? Unanswered scores were huge for the betters. They did really well with those. And of the indexes, keeping the Godwin yards as low as they were with high prices, uh, the guests did well on those. But overall, we did uh, fairly well in the props, as I mentioned. Props and parlay card, it shook out well. Yet both the first two quarters fall exactly on the number. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you here. Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP. SportsGrid Radio and the Sirius 204. Uh, apologies, folks, down the line. Should I say we had a clock snafu, Stevie, or should we say operator error? Um, should we tell the truth? <laughs> it's, it's the Monday after the Super Bowl. There we go. We'll, my use, bad. we'll use that excuse. Yeah, my bad. And I didn't even have a drink yesterday. As God is my witness. All right, no, we're back with you. We're out at Sunset Station. Glad to be here with Chuck Esposito. Hey, look who showed up. Bruce Marshall's here from the Gold Sheet. That was an it's odd the word? Odd Super Bowl? Yeah, kind of was. I was trying to figure out what Super Bowl it reminded me of. We've got 54 of them before this now. 
And the one that immediately came to mind to me was uh, 49ers Dolphins, just because we kept waiting for something more to happen mm-hmm. in this game. And I know there have been some other pretty heavy wins in the Super Bowl, but a lot of those, y- y- you kind of knew that what was going to happen. Uh, but like that Miami 49er game, you just kind of kept waiting for the Chiefs to make a move, and then it was apparent midway there in the third quarter it wasn't going to happen. Clearly, I think Fisher's absence was was a big thing for them on the offensive line. But what was what I'm trying to think? When's it last? Even when they lose, they, they did say Mahomes really has never been blown out. He looked rattled. I mean, he's still you know athletic and escaped it. I mean. But he was his first immediate reaction, Chuck. You know, the kid's great. I mean, don't, don't take this the wrong way. But his first reaction when pressure came, he was going backwards. And he, that's what you want. And he, I mean, he was running backwards a lot of that day. I think it was his inability to kind of get outside and be creative. I mean, he did run. Uh, he had some successful runs in the game. He had that early pass that uh, that Kelsey dropped that uh, would have, you know, moved the chains and kept that drive going. But I think defensively, and we talked about it before Bruce came in, that uh, I know Brady was super efficient and Gronk had the two touchdowns. You could have made a case that that entire defense could have been MVP. I mean, they were relatively stout in that game. We they, knew he was good, but White... How about oh, how fast that, that he is? That entire defense, though, even when they were only rushing four guys, they put so much pressure on him. You know, they were getting around the end so quickly. And, you know, with, with, with Vita Vea now in the middle, he wasn't able to kind of step up. I thought Bowles did a phenomenal job, and that defense was just the difference maker, in my opinion, yesterday. Yeah, and they collapsed it from the edge. And also, up the you, you mentioned that, and, and Damakong Su had a good game, too. I mean, he was coming. That game, that shot he hit Mahomes, coming up from that, that Mahomes proved his medal there because that was yes. wicked. Oh, yeah. by, by the way, I was just going to say, the t- Tampa is a better team. But uh, flags went against KC that – you know, they were doing the same thing against the Bills. When we said no one was open for the Bills against them, these guys are real aggressive and tug on you a lot. And you know, they got a ton of calls, like 120 yards worth of penalties. But I, the one call that did go uh, against Tampa Bay, what were they supposed to do where three guys arrived at Mahomes right. at the same time? And, I mean, he got destroyed. And I'm going – I don't know who roughed them. I mean, they all three hit them at the same time. That was well. A- I think the one you, you kind of did get a high hit in that mix too. I know they all got there at the same time. I, I kind of like the fact that in some in the the conference championship games they let them play a little bit. Um, you know, I, I thought the on the interception um, that play where, uh, where where there was an interception by KC and that was a lot of hand checking going on on that play, and it really wasn't a factor. I think they should have let that go, and even the pass interference in the end zone on, on Matthew, I, I thought was was bad. I mean, they both kind of met each other at the goal line and 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 I think initially you saw Kansas City's reaction. They thought it was on Evans. Um so I, I like when they let him play a little bit. If it's a if it's a blatant call, blatant penalty that's one thing, but I thought they threw a little bit too much laundry on the field personal opinion yesterday. Yeah, the uh, the one in the end zone there. Now that was they were still down near the goal line, but that was far enough downfield from the line, they could have called legal contact. That would have unloaded halfway instead of the one instead of interference. But you know, if they didn't throw those flags, Tampa Bay would have been raising holy heck too. Because like, where, where's the where's the flags on those? So 
you know, but, they were. This is a this is a penalized team. But, you know, in all honesty, Bruce, I mean, we we we've yep. talked about it before. You can almost throw a flag in every play in that league. You know, I mean, we see it yep. watching sometimes. We're like, yep. where's the holding? Yep. Where's the holding? You know, you you see a guy who yep. clearly you know moves, and there's no yep. uh, illegal motion called. So I mean, I know that nobody's perfect, and I get it. But a game yep. of this magnitude. Just again, I, I want to let them play a little bit. I mean, there is a lot of hand checking going yep. on and a lot of that stuff. And if it's something that's blatant and you clearly can, can make a case one way or the other, I get it. But when it's when it's uh, subjective a little bit, I, it's I get been it. for forever. Uh, yep. Ben Dreith, Patriots, Raiders, seventy six. Raiders don't win the Super Bowl that year if he doesn't call the roughing on Kenny Stabler and Sugar Bear Hamilton. Old Patriots fans still hate Ben Dreith. <laughs> ben Dreith giving them the business. Yeah. Giving them the biz. I'm. I've got the STN mobile app in the palm of my hands. Nice, as they say. I like it. Chiefs four to one, Packers plus eight fifty. The Bucks are eight to one. I'm curious. After that game ended, did people jump right back on these guys? Was it maybe tennis or, or, or nothing? I think of that's note? right where it was. I, I think okay. when you looked at the the five teams at the top, which were. Um, uh, Packers. I got it. Bills, Bills Ravens. Ravens. Niners. Niners. Chiefs. Yep. Seahawks um, are 18. And Bucks. I think they were all in that mix. And, you know, none of them had really a major quarterback issue. And I think you Rams start, are now 12 to 1. Rams How much are, did that move? They were 20. So, okay. the, so they've dropped down. I think when you look at those teams at the top, no major quarterback issue. Um, the Niners have kind of been that Vogue team that everybody's kind of backing now, thinking that, hey, if they get a little healthy and, and Lynch and Shanahan have done a great job there, that they're going to fix that quarterback room if it's Garoppolo or if it's somebody else. Um, but uh, not, a, not a huge movement there. I mean, in, in Tampa's case, they still have to sign Godwin, and there's a few other players, and we know it's awfully tough to repeat. The last time it was done was three and four by Brady. So, uh, you know, but uh, not, not a huge drop after they won it yesterday. Um, and I'm not saying it's Monday morning quarterbacking, but I thought, Bruce, you text me and, you know, we were talking. I mean, you bring up an interesting point. You know, the, the hype machine's on full display whenever you get to the Super Bowl. And it's hard to n- deny what Mahomes has done in his career. They were 14-2 and two this year, throw the 15-1 and one if you threw the game where they rested everybody, and they lose in the Super Bowl. I mean, it happens. But this grandiose coronation, Mahomes has one under his belt, and they're already talking about Mahomes chasing Brady. Yeah. And you're like, put the brakes on this. Please pump the brakes. He's great. We know he's great. But he's not greater than Russell Wilson. He really isn't. Russell Wilson hadn't been back in six years. He went twice in his second and third year. And I don't know if he'll get back as good as he is. Dan Marino got there in his second year. Uh, if you said then, after they lost that game to the 49ers, we talked about a moment ago, He's going to play another what, 14 seasons. He's not going to get back. You'd say, no way. He's going to get in, back. In part of that, and I would just say yeah. this, uh, because I was on the front lines of this, yeah. the Bills basically spent the majority of his career with the team that went to four straight denying Marino. So yeah. so your point is, within a comparison to that, is, yeah, they're great, but can they keep the team together and other yeah. teams are going to get better? Sure. It's it's very hard to do it. I, I Brett Favre got to the Super Bowl twice in the 90s with the Packers, and he was still in the prime of his career. You thought, okay, he's getting back. He never got back. Uh, Look at Rodgers. I mean, he's Aaron won in Rodgers. four championship games Perfect. to get to the Super Bowl. And he's he has 10 years. He and three MVPs. I mean, we kept talking about, hey, he can maybe separate himself yeah. from Favre by getting that second one. He's not even getting that he, chance. He hadn't even got the chance. I mean, Roger Staubach only won two. Mahomes ain't better than him. 
Um, so he's great, but it's a big leap. Just getting one of these things is a great accomplishment. And, much and in less this league too, Bruce, and, and you know, I've talked about it many times. I mean, I love the the hard salary cap. Um, you know, the way the free agency is and the draft, it gets tougher and tougher. I mean, oh, yeah. I think in their own division, the Raiders have gotten much better. I think the Chargers are a team that is way better right oh, now. Sure. And and you look at Kansas City, I mean, it was evident with that offensive line that was revamped that losing Fisher, they weren't very good at protecting Mahomes in that game. All right, we're out at Sunset Station. Thrilled to be here with Chuck Esposito. Looking ahead, looking behind. See, we'll dive into the props with Chuck a little bit. Don't forget, our friends at John's with Subs 9701 West Flamingo tomorrow. Buy one sub, get one free. Any size sub. Great food over there. And our friends at Oasis 4955 South Decatur. Kitchen's open 24-7. And the banquet room for your baseball hot stove drafts. Check it out. They're great folks over there. Back to Sunset Station in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of of sports sports talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Jumpstart a brand new week. New seasons. Football's in the cookie jar, but boy, the NFL, as we were just talking futures, the draft, you know, the NFL's a year-round thing, and good on them. Uh, seriously, they made it, and made it with integrity for the most part. Brian Blessing, out at Sunset Station, Stevie Slapshot's back at the KSHP Studios. Locally, Vegas Hockey Airlines coming up. Uh, at the top of the hour. Bruce Marshall's here from the Gold Sheet and our gracious host, Chuck Esposito's here. Uh, just in terms of making it, Chuck, they do deserve full marks. I was talking to Dave Shane this morning, the Golden Knights beat writer from the RJ, who's a regular guest on the show. The hockey thing is, it's sketchy, man. It's real. It, it is. It's You're looking at you know, some of these teams now, even if they're going to get back in the beam and they're reopening they still got a half their team, uh, the Sabres, the Wild, uh, the, the hockey's kind of squirrely. And the difference is, look, you got once a week, you know, you got eight road games, you fly in, you go to a hotel, you play your game, you get out of Dodge. The hockey, they're flying all over the place again. That's a, that's a scary one. But in retrospect, though, the NFL save – the Titans thing, which was squirrely, maybe impacted a couple of teams for a few weeks. The, the big one was Denver playing a game with, really without a quarterback. But they got through it. That's probably the only one. I think, you know, kudos to them for, for accomplishing what they did. I think, you know, when you look at the NHL, I think they have a little bit more flexibility as far as the schedule goes, where I don't think pro football had that. Right. I mean, they were really up against it. We saw some games on unusual days of the week and the no quarterbacks. But I think overall, um, you know, they had maybe that extra week in their back pocket where you wouldn't have had two weeks between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. But I thought they did a really good job of getting everything in. It's the world we're living in, Bruce, but they found a way. They did. Better than others. Yes. And back in September, I think none of us thought this would come off this smoothly. And there were some bumps, like you said, along the way. The second half of the season, I think they did ram some of those games through. They might have. Had the Denver-New Orleans game been at the end of September, they might have pushed that back a 
couple weeks, um, and a few others late in the year. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, they there, there were very few disruptions, and uh, we had what looked like a normal season, which was really, really remarkable. Good, good for them. And Chuck, so on the props, maybe dive into that a little bit with you. Well, you got a run and head start. I mean, the, the big crazy plus prices never hit. The MVP grenade didn't go off. And then how big was it that Mahomes threw for 270, Brady threw for 201, and both of those guys stayed under? Was that a massive win for the books, or, or that was just good yeah, two-way action? Yeah, I think all of them, you know, the offensive props. Uh, so many of the touchdown props that were no um, were really beneficial for, for us. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, I mean, Gronk MVP would not have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was clearly uh, one. It was looking that way for a long it was, time, wasn't you know, it? We kept thinking if he ends up with a third touchdown or something. Uh, I think my fear was that it probably would be co-MVPs at that point. And, and our house rules do state that you would you would split the odds in half. But you still would have been paying on, on both him and, and Brady at that point. So, if, so seriously, if... <laughs> Brady was probably what nine to five, two to one, something uh, like Brady that. Brady was short. Slight dollar eighty. Brady maybe. was actually seven to five. Okay, and uh, and Gronk was a seventy-five to one, seventy-five to one. So if you, so so if if they'd have been co-MVPs with the people that had Brady, would they have gotten a bigger payoff if you'd have split the pools? I, I, I wonder, like, it's our, almost like our a odds actually say if two or more players tie for the MVP. Playoff odds will be divided by the number of players tied. Wow. So, okay. Interesting. So, I know, like the the dead heat in horse racing, right? I mean, you know, they, they they shave it down. The favorite gets carved, but anyway, it's just a labor of love when you do this stuff, Chuck. And you sit there. What time do you get done grading all these things? Uh, I think it was close to around nine o'clock last night before we had kind of everything done and, and had a general idea of, of where we were for the day. And again, overall, the props shook out well. Um, uh, we really needed uh, Hill to get some yards late in that game because he was way under too. And, and looking at the indexes, they had played that. Um, but overall, a good prop day. And as I said, the, the parlay card was really good. Um, and, uh, you know, keeping it under, guys, was the most important thing for our side. By the way, we've said this all the, a lot, that when you're doing the pro- uh, props, Bruce, especially the skill position guys, that, that you could be wrong in your handicap of the game. But a lot of the skill guys that will go over are on the losing side. Right. And you saw it. Now, Kelsey was a target for them throughout the day. But once they had the big lead, all of a sudden, they were really protecting the D play. Kelsey got a boatload of catches, 10, 12 yards at a clip, and then even Hill started to get the underneath stuff. It, it, you know, but that's just the, that's the, it's your, your handicap and the props, and it could be contrarian to even your belief of the game, yet it still works out. Yeah, that really affects uh, the receivers because you know, the team's behind, they'll be, they'll be throwing a lot. Um, but it goes back. I mean, like I said uh, last week, uh, you know, limit your number of these things. Don't go too crazy with them. The one we thought maybe maybe Fournette wasn't a bad possibility there, and he ended up having a pretty good. Uh, game. He was viable. I mean, he he no. he absolutely. I mean, but the funny thing is, Chuck. I think when you say you could have made a case for the defense, I mean, collectively as a group, spoke volumes on that side of the ball, and Fournette certainly made a case. For himself, Gronk made a case for himself that it's almost like at the end of the day when you you got to settle and decide on somebody, and Brady was very solid and protected the football, 
that when you've got four or five options like that, you just take the the guy, the leader of the pack kind well, of thing. Because there are a lot of guys that had big games. I, I think when it, when it came to to Brady. It was going to be hard pressed to give an offensive a wide receiver that because even if he hit Gronk three times, he still threw the three touchdown passes. And and statistically, they said he completed eighty percent of his passes in the first half, which no uh, Super Bowl quarterback had ever done before. So I mean, his efficiency was great. I think you could make a case for Fournette. Say he had three rushing touchdowns and more than what Brady had thrown, he had a better chance. Or maybe one of the defensive players. I just didn't think that that Godwin or Evans or Gronk or Brown could win it without Brady winning it. On the flip side, I did think Hill taking you know two or three short passes and turning them into 80-yard TDs like he did in the first matchup could, I'm not saying would have, but could have maybe won one where Mahomes didn't. But I didn't see that the case for Brady, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and the, the, remember two years ago when Edelman won, that was a weird game because there wasn't much scoring. And Edelman had some very impressive stats in that game. But there wasn't many TD. There's only one TD in that well, the game. The play so. of the game, yeah. actually, the the play that won the game, it was Gronkowski ran a, a yeah. deep pass. A deep, got, he got yeah. it down to like the one, right? Or yes, that was the one big play. But I mean, Edelman's stats were pretty good. Right. But that was, but that was an odd game. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to, to not give it to the quarterback yeah. unless something kind of unusual happens. Yeah. So as is our custom in Vegas, we're already in look ahead mode. We we. Gave you a brief snippet of it. Uh, Stafford going to the Rams. You guys, I love it, Chuck. You're very proactive with stuff. The minute that happened, you guys put up a number for Matthew Stafford over under 28 and a half touchdown passes. This is brilliant. Just put it up there and have some fun with it. But literally as soon as one season ends, right, they start wailing away. And the next thing I know you'll be working on the draft and we can bet on the draft. Well, I think, you know, more so really this year, keeping an eye on the futures. I mean, you're talking about 15 teams that might have, you know, a quarterback change. You don't well, know where what's going to happen. Where does Watson with, go? You don't know with Watson. You don't know Wentz, Sam Darnold, um, maybe Garoppolo, teams moving up and down the draft board for, I mean, you, you've got guys like Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, and we kind of think we have an idea where Lawrence is going, but... I mean, after that, it's, you know, Trey Lance, who people are, are comparing to, even though he only played one game this year, uh, to Patrick Mahomes, Mac Jones. So there's a lot of, you know, potential teams that are going to be having a new quarterback this year, I think more than I can remember. If you look at our future book, which we touched on, the teams at the five or six teams at the top all have that quarterback position solidified. It's after that. That, in Brian's words, gets a little squirrely. Yeah. Chuck, how did you come up with the number for Houston in the futures with the uncertainty as to who their quarterback will be? You know, they're ranked toward the bottom, Stevie, um, because of that. Not knowing for sure if they're going to bring back um, some of the other guys on that team um, that, that they had. Not knowing what's going to happen with Watson. Not knowing what's going to happen with Watt. Um, they're, they're near the bottom right now because of that. McCarron, McCown. No draft pick. The, and then, and they, oh my, I mean, yikes. I was. It's great. Good. I don't know if Stevie is scary. I won't say great minds think alike, but that's exactly kind of what I was going to ask Chuck or Bruce. Let me ask you though, with the, the Texans, what do they do? They're in a. They're playing a high-priced game of chicken right now with Watson, and Watson still holds card. He, goes, he sounds to me like he's just not going to report, and they can find him all they want. He's just he's going to force this thing, and they're being a little stubborn right now. They're and this is part of the the new coach and Cully comes in. No, we're going to keep Watson here. You better convince Deshaun of that because he sounds like I think there's a fracture with him and and uh, McNair's son, who's now the owner, Cal, 
and the, the fissure is deep there. So I don't, we'll see how that plays out. In the meantime, the Wentz thing is going to get done before then. I'll say this week, although uh, I'd like to hear Chuck's opinion if he thinks the Bears are involved here or not. We got about 45 seconds. What do you think the Bears do? I think they are. I, I think at this point they're in panic mode. Are you okay um, with that? I, I don't know. You know, up until this year I would have been. He did not have a great year, but you look at the skill position players around him. They had no wide receivers, no urts. Uh, defense didn't play well. I don't know. Filippo, the Bears quarterback Filippo, coach, yep. Yep. W- was there when, uh, uh, you know, when he was drafted. I really don't know, but I don't know what other options they have right now. I think he, you know, he might be the, the best one out there unless somebody can get Dak Prescott away from the Cowboys. We're ecstatic. We're out at Sunset Station with Chuck Esposito. We're getting the day-after report card on the proverbial big game. Bruce Marshall's also here from the Gold Sheet. Thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. Keep it right here. Coming back to Las Vegas momentarily. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. On to the next thing. Sportsbook Radio from Sunset Station. Glad to be with you on a Monday. Beginning our week, ending our week here this week. Always a treat to be with Chuck Esposito and Bruce Marshall. Stevie Slapshot's back in studio. I'm Brian Blessing. Thanks for joining us. And it's good to see you, bud. How'd you how how'd it go for you? Those those two weeks can be be a gauntlet. You look pretty good. You, you look pretty you don't know you don't have the the playoff beard going. You you look pretty bit. fresh. You know, they're they're long weeks, but they're fun. I mean, you know, getting together with, with Jason and Bert and, and, and Jason and Art and going through all the props and just, you know, all the planning and preparation for uh, for the game. Uh, it's fun. I still enjoy the it. big and it's chess great. match, right? Yeah, I guess to some degree, but yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, I I don't I don't mind uh, you know um, that two weeks at all. It's a long football season overall, but uh, those two weeks are really fun leading up into kickoff for the game yesterday. Bruce, looking ahead, we were talking during the commercial break, as is our custom, just talking about the playing field for next year's NFL. Obviously, Watson's a really polarizing guy. What happens with Garoppolo uh, in San Francisco? We'll see how Stafford fares with the Rams. It'll be interesting to see Herbert taking the next step. I don't know about Tua, you know, how that's going to shake out in Miami. They might they might be interesting. You know, what What does Miami do in that regard? Well, if, if, if Watson's really going to move, apparently he's put the Jets in Miami at the top of his list uh, from what, if what we hear can be believed. But Chuck made a point before the break. You're talking about close to half the teams might be looking at some sort of a quarterback switch next year. And they, there could be a. This could go down downstream a lot. I mean, the Raiders. I mean, have been talked about. I mean, they they might be moving Carr out if they could get one of these guys in a deal. Um, uh, there's so many different dominoes that can fall between now and the draft because uh, any most of these trades and other things and any free agent stuff will happen before the draft. So we'll have a pretty good idea by the time we get to the end of April. Could I, there be something as simple as, <laughs> and wouldn't this be ironic? 
Miami holds the third pick in the draft, which they got from the Texans. Right. Tua to Houston, Watson to Miami. Houston gets their pick they back. They could. They could. They could. Uh, I, by the way, I think Tua's stock is way dropped yeah. now. And yeah. uh, Watson is the biggest domino that could fall. And we'll see what Houston does if they're going to be the, stubborn about the this. The problem is, 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 depending on how stubborn they are, yeah. It, it creates a problem for a lot of other teams yeah. because if Watson was on the table now, yeah. then Chicago, Indy, it's different what they're looking at to trade. If Chicago or Indy goes out and gets Wentz, they're they're done. They're pretty much off the table at that point. Um, and I think if somebody goes out and gets Carr, they're off the table at that point. So you reduce the number of options you may have. With Watson, and if you say he's going to the Jets and, and they're on his list, you want to be able to move Darnold as quickly as you can. Um, so I, I think that if they're going to play hardball and be stubborn with it, they kind of lose some leverage uh, with a lot of teams because quarterbacks are going to be dealt and teams are going to be looking to move up and down the draft for. There's five guys in the first round that appear to be impact guys right now. Yep. I would be curious maybe to get your take on this. Patriots are drafting 15th. There'll be a guy there, one would think, but we know it's a quarterback-driven league, and we know one trade happens and all of a sudden things get squirrely. Uh, (laughs) But the PR aspect of this, Brady gets a win, Brady's got the last laugh, it was me, it wasn't Belichick. I mean, now, maybe that's just us on the outside saying that. But how aggressive, because Brady went somewhere else and won, and clearly Cam Newton's not the answer. How aggressive might the Patriots, Belichick, et al. be? Pretty uh, For a quarterback, yeah, they're going to have to be. Um, Belichick's getting a little bit of a bad rap here from a lot of these talking heads. Um, they had other things. They had opt-outs on defense. They had Chung. They had Hightail. They had a bunch they other guys. A lot of injuries. Oh, oh, a lot of injuries. Well, you know they're not far away if they've not, got a quarterback. Yes, they, they have. I believe yeah. they're in like the top three or four in free or money available yes. under the cap as well. And you, know, you, you could have somebody like a uh, a Justin Fields that's still on the yeah. board, or they move up to get him. Um, I, you know, it, it's tough because Brady went to such a good situation. Yeah, they already were good, but when he went there, they didn't have Gronk or Antonio Brown they or him, Leonard yeah. Fournette. They right. went out and got those pieces. So yeah. I don't think you know. And then you've got Stafford. You know, his comments about I, I'll yeah. get dealt anywhere but the but the Patriots. That was Patricia, I think. Well, I think that was prob- anyway. Uh, probably, I agree. I don't think the Patriots are that far away. I, I right. really don't. Was he? It sure seems like his nature and, and demeanor and all that. Maybe that's unfair. But what was Belichick thinking at the end of the year? You're clearly toast on a stick. It was over. Why wouldn't you play Stidham and see what you've got for a few games? Because my answer to that is he's given up on Stidham. He knows he's not. He's no. He's not the answer. So, or else he would have played him some. So I, that's why I think they're going to have to do something. There's a lot of talk. I mean, Garoppolo might end up back there. Uh, he's going to do something here. By the way, the one other we mentioned at the break, really keep an eye on. This goes back to Watson. If he's available, I mean, I, I, Washington is a. I mean, a court, Watson helps a lot of teams. Washington is one he could really push up the table. I mean, Washington could be a team to really watch. One other thing. Did, did yesterday prove the point? The saying maybe, but defense wins championships. Yeah. Oh yeah, defense and Washington looks like they're in good shape for that. Uh, to Chuck's other point about waiting, the Watson thing reminds me a little bit of Joe Cap. 
who was as after 69, we're going back a long way here. He was as highly regarded. The league was in love with cap. He held out Minnesota that year all the way into like October. And they finally, they made a deal with the Patriots but that was the thing. The market for him had so constricted by that point. Had the Vikings been dealing cap earlier, taking him seriously, they would have made a move. Now, that's 50 years, 51 years ago we're talking about. But to Chuck's point, uh, Houston can wait too long. If they really want the market contracts after the draft or after free agency, if they're going to be stubborn about this, they can only be hurting themselves, I think. I mean, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo to the Patriots. I mean, yeah. when's, uh, the Niners, I've heard this morning, are that kind of that third team that now has got into the mix yeah. that people think Indy and Chicago are the two favorites, but don't rule out the Niners. Yeah. That would put Jimmy Garoppolo wow. out there then. And, and I really think when you look at when you look at Justin Fields, we know Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. That'll take care of them. Fields... You know, Detroit has golf, so they're okay now. The Rams made their deal. But, I mean, you look at Fields, you look at Zach Wilson, you look at Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance. There's five guys out there that, you know, I think Carolina. You, you know, you see the stories now that they offered up Bridgewater, um, you know, to get Stafford. So there's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks now. And if you're Houston, don't you want to have all those teams at your disposal? Oh, sure, sure. By the way, uh, five years hopefully we'll be here and we'll be talking about it. And I predict we'll be talking about how smart some team was to draft Ian Book. Uh, You've said that for a while now. We'll see. We'll see in a couple. Yeah, we'll see in a couple of years. I just noticed this. Man, talk about falling through the cracks. Is this right? This Bush clash. The date that's today, tonight. How about that? You got NASCAR. You got the Daytona 500 uh, coming up. So NASCAR comes back. Golf's rocking and rolling. Kepka with the great chip shot yesterday in Phoenix. Masters isn't too far away. Baseball, we'll get rocking and rolling. Those tournament, it's, it's, basketball tournament, March Madness, standing contest, new sign-up bonus with all that going on. It's still up to five hundred dollars. You know, download the app and uh, it's up to five hundred. You can get back. I mean, it's a lot of cool stuff going on, boys. You ready for baseball? Have you done any anything? Come Just on, he's white socks up today. I've got his you white. Are, I've, I'm in honor of Chuck. I brought white socks hat today. Um, in honor of Chuck, you may call security on you. He's a Cubs fan. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, yeah, a little bit. I, I noticed. I noted with interest over the weekend that the Braves wisely brought Marcelo Zuna back. Right. And and I think, you know, this guy was close to the triple crown last year. It was a constricted constricted season like that. But that's an important piece for the. And they've made some pitching additions here. The White Sox have made some moves here. Dodgers um, and Padres. I pa- mean, Padres have. Man. So the the rich get richer. And uh, St. Louis Arenado. It's great. I think it's a great trade for them. I do too. And Washington gets Josh Bell, gets him out of Pittsburgh. I really feel bad for the Pirates in some of these in Colorado that has to keep shedding these guys. But uh, yeah, I mean it's interesting. I I guess we're going to have the start on the normal time. The players have rejected this thing, Correct. pushing it back to May. So we're going to start spring training. I'll be down in Florida in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to go to Arizona too. To well, I hope they say they're selling tickets to spring training, so I will do it and I will go. That's the next big thing, right? Get fans back. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Across the That's board. That's the hope, right? right. Um, NASCAR, I'm just curious. Every year, they, get, they bet more and more and more on it? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, they, they, they had a little bit of a downturn, I think, but I, I think now you've got so many uh, young and, and talented drivers um, that it's not just dominated by one driver. Um, that I, that I think it's 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 seen a little bit of a resurgence, and I think you know um, 
that was one of the sports that was running. We didn't have a whole lot else. So it, it gave um, a lot of people a kind of a insight back. Hey, let's get involved in NASCAR. And we saw, you know, a nice uptick in, in handle last year. And I think that'll continue this year. Okay, my bad. The clash is tomorrow. Um, so that's why I shrugged my shoulders. I uh, was talking about. See, of course, yeah, it's tomorrow. Uh, but you know, the thing is, they come whistling out here real early in the season. Uh, so we'll have the race at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway on March seventh. And you talk about the, the sad nature of all it is. Is we're in Henderson, and it's not like that far away, but it's not like right around the corner either. But when the race is in Vegas. I mean, they, they, it's, they, you're under siege here. The, the NASCAR fans come in, they stay here. They love the local properties. Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, I think even from the sportsbook side of it, you talk about the money that's wagered. I, I've gone to the race many times. How many people that are sitting around me or talking <laughs> are like what drivers they have and props they have. And now with the mobile app, they're able to play, you know, right out there yeah. at the track. So it's such a huge benefit. But, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And you've heard many NASCAR fans say that outside of Daytona, Make a serious case that the race out here is the next most popular race on the circuit. Yeah, okay, let's go, Bruce. College hoops. Where you got a team or two you're, you're paying close watch on well, right now? Be careful. Late season, um, you know, some of these teams. It's all and Chuck knows. Is he's they've had to build the, into the price. Some of these teams have been rolling, like Drake, and all, Drake all of a sudden hitting a few bumps here, and they lost that game yesterday. I'm not sure they're going to bounce back that quickly because they had not only won every game they'd covered every game into the weekend and then they had these this trouble with valpo and they lost the game yesterday so my normal rule is uh watch out laying a lot of points in the road with some of these big favorites it's built into the number late in the season it gets a little bit tougher also some totals keep in mind the southern conference there's a game coming up today uh Furman and nc greensboro greensboro's playing very well this was a higher scoring league until about mid-january and those numbers totals all were up this league's been going steadily under since then, so keep an eye. Unders in the SoCon, overs maybe. The Max and over league. The MIAC is an over league too. This Cop and Norfolk State game today. Quickly, we got about forty-five seconds, but we had the rear the weird dynamic of this year. You had Air Force was here playing UNLV. Uh, they were catching thirteen and a half. Kid at a three in the last twenty seconds of the game. They uh, lost by ten. Covered the number. They come right back, and now the number's fourteen. Round two, you know, I mean, it's it's a different handicap. Inter- inter- the Mountain West is an interesting league. By the way, Nevada completed a sweep of Boise yesterday. I know there's no fans here but uh, in these games, but home court it still means something with some of these teams. In Nevada, I think nine, ten games in a row, the home team has won. They swept Boise up there. They got swept a couple of weeks ago out in the road. Uh, at I Wyoming. Think field means something too, as we saw yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. there you go. Yes. There you well go. done. All right, we're going to take a timeout, come back, put a lid on Sportsbook Radio from Sunset Station. Glad to be with you. Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network, and AM 1400 KSHP right here in Las Vegas. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, coming up locally, top of the hour, Vegas Hockey Island. Jason Pothier from Simbin.Vegas will join Stevie and I. Uh, and there's lots to talk about. Yeesh. Brian Blessing with Chuck Esposito, Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet, Route at Sunset Station. 
Pierre Lebrun saying it appears more postponements are coming for the Devils, Wild, and Sabres. So this NHL thing, Bruce, is starting to spin like a Tasmanian devil out of control. Domino effect, because all the teams they're playing in the next week to 10 days are also going to have reschedules, and that just, you know, it just it, it hits one against another. They're, that gap between the regular season and the playoffs is not going to be a gap. They're going to be playing games yep. that extra seven. To, to me, days. the bubble was fine, no asterisk. But if they get into this points percentage garbage, Chuck, if teams are playing an even amount of games, right. the divisions already aren't as strong as one another. And then a team that could be have, you know, come up eight games short might have had their last eight games were against the weaker opponents in the division. You lose the integrity of the whole thing. Yeah, I, I just thought with the with the extended taxi squads that they were going to be able to uh, to field teams on the ice, that they were going to be able to to take care of this if they had. I mean, I saw it with I Chicago. Know. Chicago had five or six guys out, yet still had to play games uh, against Carolina and Dallas with those guys out. So not sure what 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 the dynamic is myself right now. Tell me about the Gold Sheet, bud. Check us out online, goldsheet.com. Football's over, but basketball, every day we have a new Gold Sheet publication up there, plus my picks, hockey, basketball, all of it. Goldsheet.com, also me, Vegas, Insider, and Dunbest.com. Chuck, love you, buddy. Listen, we made it through a football season. It's not like uh, we're normally accustomed to the fun we have in Club Madrid. Here's hoping the draft next year, we're all back on the beam. But we made it through a football season. We love coming out and seeing you every week. But we want the folks to come in from out of town and come hang with us. That's the next order of business. We do. We're hoping, uh, you know, everybody stay safe, be healthy. We're hoping to see you guys here soon. Thanks to Chuck Esposito. Don't forget the STN mobile app. It's uh, when you come to Vegas. All that matters is you got to be in the state of Nevada when you make the bet. So if you're coming in for a three-, four-day weekend, make sure you grab the app. All right, thanks to Bruce Marshall, Chuck Esposito. We're talking hockey next on Vegas Hockey Highlight. We'll bid everybody adieu. You can get the shows. I'll put them up on my Twitter, at Brian Blessing. Follow Steve at Stevie Slapshot. Uh, Vegas Hockey Highlight's coming up next locally. But thanks for joining us on the Sports Group Radio Network, Series 204. Live on. Lions. Matchups. Injury report.